This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, welcome back. This is Sunday night. It's live. It is that Millwall calling show. Um, joining me tonight is the one and only, um, probably going to be negative Dan, but we'll start where we mean to go on and say good evening, Dan. How are you? Good evening, mate. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm ready for my uh, train journey down to Plymouth uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm weirdly looking forward to it, but um, I'm okay now. Tomorrow morning, you know, we don't play till Tuesday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I've gone going to see a mate down there and just go and see Cornwall because I've never been down there. So, at least I'm looking forward to that bit, I think, at least, and not so much what I'm gonna have to see on Tuesday night. Okay, let's just let's just clear up one thing Plymouth is in Devon, I think, isn't it? Yeah, not but Cornwall. I'm I'm staying in Liscard, so I am just over the bridge, just in Cornwall. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. No dramas. Uh, bear with us, gents. I, we are just trying to shut down. So if you want to talk a sec, Dan, and then I'll get into the comments. So um, let's start. Um, right, then, gents, I think this show is going to be quite um, entertaining. If anyone does want to come on, um, then we can post a link into the chat. But you obviously, you can come on your phone or the computer, but you basically will, if you don't want to come on with video, you don't have to. Um, but obviously, we will only let people on who we 100% know, just in case of, um, obviously, we don't want anyone liable and all, all that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, it will be, um, I think that will be uh, an interesting one. But we'll address that if we have to when we, uh, when we get there. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know where to start, mate. Let's just flip through these comments before you come in, then, Dan. Yeah, uh, Connor, good evening. Uh, Jonathan, yeah, I think it, it's going to be um, there. Ted, good evening. 1824, good evening. Ken Clark, uh, good evening, and uh, welcome near Bristol. You see, you could have gone to Bristol, mate. Gonna see Ken Clark. Um, I'll I'll Stephen and guess, oh, yeah. is it time for a route to go? Steve, that, that question is going to be put to you guys shortly. As the bloke from Arsenal TV said, it's time to go, blood. 
Uh, evening, gents. What can we say? Uh, evening, Darren. Richard Smith, this is going to be a car crash show tonight in terms of the discussion. Two ends of the spectrum. Um, I hope that the show is going to be more entertaining than yesterday. Shell shop still. Uh, good evening, Pete. Uh, and Dave, good evening. So then, yesterday. Um, I don't know where to start, mate, really. Um, it was it it was a crook of shit. Um, and I think, yes, we won against Middlesbrough. Yes, we won against Rotherham. But I think, realistically, all they've done is painted over the cracks. I and, think, and Stoke as well. And Stoke, yeah. We won you know, obviously, the one deal against Stoke. But I just think that all we've done is painted over the cracks. Um, and I don't think... Uh, I, I just don't know where we are and i think he's getting very very close to um being found out badly and you know where do we go because i've got i honestly believe that i don't think the board um are going to get rid of him in any shape or form no Um, let's let's deal with some facts quickly here just before we we take a little dive completely into swansea it's now, five wins in 19 games in all competitions, stretching back to the Huddersfield game in the middle of March last season. That's We're 22 now... games, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was 19. Maybe, okay. Mate, so, but we're, we're about five in, we're about five in 20. Five wins in 20, near enough um, across yeah. that. Added into so far this season, we are now the second lowest scorers in the league behind Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if anyone's really seen Sheffield Wednesday play this season, but that ain't much of an achievement as um, the league table doesn't lie. Um, so my thoughts on, on yesterday, quite similar to Leeds. To be honest, if you kind of look at the way the game went, we was, you know, kind of OK first 10, 15 minutes without actually forcing their goalkeeper to make a save as per a penalty for me. Wrong side of the stadium, so I didn't really see it at the time. I've seen a replay back now. I do think it is a penalty, um, but the referee has to be more decisive in that decision. That's oh, it's definitely a penalty. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- it, I think. 100%. The, I mean, we, I think that also the referee made it look pretty clear that he wasn't going to give it. So his linesman must have been very uh, keen in his ear to give it. And you know, I do think it was the right decision. But let's always remember these these linesmen are also called assistant referees. So the referee. If he's so firm about his decision, he should be happy to to play on. But you know, penalty, you know, no chance really. And we, what did we create after that? N- nothing really. I, I've, you know, I mean, their keeper made a couple of saves <clears> in the second half. Their second goal. I mean, you know, obviously we can we can you know criticise Bart because it wasn't a great piece of goalkeeping. It's gone straight through him. It's a it's a kind of a a hopeless kind of shot from from twenty twenty five yards and. You know, he, he knows he should be doing better, but there, there was no pressing, no intensity. And then the third goal is just exactly the same. You know, they get the ball, they work it down the wing, they put a cross in. They have numbers in there. They had more numbers in there when they were 2 new up in the in the 78th minute than we probably did for any kind of open play move that we put together yesterday during the game. It's really concerning. We're used to seeing shit football and not minding get not minding it because we're getting results, but now we're we're watching even worse football than we have been recently and we're now not getting the results to boot. I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, looking at the stats there, I mean, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven 
periods of play and the rest of it was pretty much um are, are pretty much um all swansea mate and and high levels i mean we've had a couple of in the same sort of levels as there but most of them were 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 theirs um alarmingly as well just just in my opinion i didn't i didn't think swansea were a fantastic team yesterday as well i didn't know i mean were... if you you know the the chat with chaps went out at um half eight and uh was it half eight eight o'clock even and um and, and i think chaps said on there you know it wasn't a three nil game at all yeah i don't know what's going on because the players don't look bothered, you know, with the, and the fact that Gary's coming out, giving it all the, um, you know, they looked as if they were downhearted, you know, they, they, they looked frustrated rather than they wanted to get back into it. Well, I'm sorry, but you're the manager. If your team isn't performing, then you've got to start looking at yourself and figuring out what's going on because if, if, if you work somewhere and your team ain't performing, wherever that is, if McDonald's, you've got the worst drive through whatever it is, the person in charge is the one to look at because if they're not motivating them or they're not, you know, giving encouragement, giving them the right direction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they're not going to perform. Yet he wants to always come out the same, you know, the same bit of fucking advice every fucking um Every press conference, every press conference is pretty much a same. I mean, mate, listen, right? I think probably against Plymouth we might get a victory. And then they come out going, well, you know, I told you the back five works or, you know, I told you the back four works and all this. And it'll be the same shit. It'll come out after the game, regardless of the result. This is this is how it goes, regardless of the result. It'll be, well, you know, we, we had some great, great periods of play. I think the lads really did well with them. I think there was a few points where we could have done better. Um, I think we were a bit open in the middle. We were, you know, we weren't really closing them down quick enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's pretty much the same every fucking game, every game. No matter what, you know, just copy and paste the name in, mate, and it'll be um, exactly the same. I mean, let's just go through some of these comments. Have a, I mean, let's just get some through some of these before we end up because I don't want to get to points what are like 10 minutes ago and stuff. So, yeah, so... Jonathan Fraser makes a thing to make you feel a little bit better. I travelled over a thousand miles to watch that shit. Um, where about you travel from, Jonathan? That'd be quite interesting. Um, good evening. Um, just heard you. Bale's been sacked from Rangers, and fuck me, one of the people I suggested last week is now on the bench as part of the coaching team. Alex Ray is now part of the bench um, at Rangers, and I can see the Rangers fans already slagging him off, saying, you know, oh. I mean, the best comment I've seen so far about that was you could write on a budgie's hard on what Alex Ray knows about football. Yet, do you know what? You might have a valid point there. But do you know what he knows about football? Is he knows what it means to play for the team. He's played for Rangers and he knows what the fans expect. And he's played for Millwall and knows what the fans expect. And 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 that's, you know, to me, that's great. Um you know, it, it's there. I can't see how or why we missed so many chances to be that close in the six-yard box. Unbelievable. Yeah, we had. I'll just jump it. We had two great chances. One for Watmore, 
you know, I've I've seen pass yeah. backs with more power than that, and you know, even that one... Fleming, just for a player of his statue, for a player of his experience, for a player of what he is, to sky the ball that close. Fuck me, even I'd be able to get it on target and save, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard the same. Bill's top next toxic. No thanks. Yeah, I'm not too sure on that. It started off quite well at Rangers and QPR, then kind of went downhill pretty quickly. Yeah, too right, Mickey. We're a massive brunch. See, this one I like. Are the club dumbing us down as it feels like we have lost our identity for being ferocious? Um, I agree with that, and I think we'll come to that in a little bit with it. Um, because I, 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 I've got a few bits to say on there. Was that not just Leeds all over again? Exciting front players that moved the ball quickly and our defence couldn't cope, pretty much. Um, evening, guys. Has he been sacked yet? I'm still fuming. No, he's not been sacked. Chris, um, yeah, mate, copy and paste it if you want, mate. Um, but, yeah, we just put you on your first warning. I think we might put you in the sin bin, eh? Um, no, I'm only joking. We all know Rao won't walk. He always ends up getting the sack with a pale. Fingers crossed something changes in the international break. Can't see anything happening before that. If anything happens, that is. Um, it was em embarrassed, mate. Yeah, ref could never see it as Coops had his back to him. I agree with you. And Coops did do try to do a bit of, you know, football dark arts. But on the same level, he still had hold of his shirt and he should know better to do that in, and, in that area. Also, I feel like, to be honest, now obviously I've seen it back and I think it's a penalty. Maybe he should have been sent off because letter of the law, there was no attempt to play the ball in there, was there? <clears> he just completely yanked the bloke's shirt when he's yeah, taken yeah, yeah. a shot one and one. So to be yeah. honest, just probably a little bit lucky he didn't even get a red card for that. Yeah, and then I mean, look, you know, not the same as Leeds, mate. We had twenty-two shots yesterday and still can't score. Good evening, mate. Uh, hi, boys. Shit result. No drive. No magic. Um, we we'll beat Plymouth uh, one nil next. Yeah, I could see that. We either Lose beat, we either beat Plymouth 1-0 or we get turned over 4 or 5-0. There's is no in-between yeah. on Tuesday. It's going to go one or the other. And Steve, I, I agree with that. And I think we we will come to that in a little bit later on with the other bit, what was raised there. So, yeah. Um, Petey's had some linesmen, didn't give a penalty when Cooper had his shirt almost taken off his back half from a corner in the second half. I totally agree with that. Uh, what does Fleming actually do? I don't know, Richard, but if you do find out, please do let us know. Um, let us all turn... No, Chris, no. no that's no, a bit extreme, no. Chris. We're not... Listen, right? We're not that. We're, we're not that. And, you know, all the other teams that want to do that, the likes of Southend and all that lot, go ahead. Go ahead, turn up with tennis balls and all that lot, mate, because it fucking does fuck all. Um, and knowing Millwall and knowing, you know, the way the old Bill and everyone else... Um, loves us so much, I wouldn't put it past them that anybody who throws something on the pitch uh, would be traced and fucking, well, to be fair, most people would probably think it's grateful at the moment to be um, to be banned. The most disappointing thing in the atmosphere is gone. Take that away and part of Millwall dies 100%. We'll come to that in a bit. I think he's lost the trust of the players and thinks he should be shown the door. Uh, Spencer, he's never walked and never will given the apprentices Give him the apprentices for his money. Yeah. Uh, they are not 100% playing for him anymore. Totally agree. Gary Rowett never blames himself. Yep. Said last week, Richard, he is lazy. Uh, Rowett is a stubborn fucker. He's got to change. He's got to change. 
the manager is killing the atmosphere, but the day starts off good. Talking with mates outside, the sun's out, good facilities, food, entertainment, better than. Same old shit for Mr. Rare. I've done, I'm done, let's move on. Mr. Warnock um, to get us up. Now, that's not a bad shout there, Bobby. Uh, the football starts and it's yawn. Yep. Uh, where's the other boys tonight? Um, Skyven, as always, mate. Absolutely. Um, no, Stephen's doing something. Um, I don't know where Joe... Joe will probably be listening, um, but he's not allowed to come on. Um, Chris, I think, is working. I don't know where Ben is. I think he's got something doing with the family. I think he's got his his um, daughter tonight. So, yeah. Um, but the live ones are normally me and someone else. So, um, yeah. I'm in Dundee. I come down once a month. Christ. Fair uh, play perhaps the players don't want to play. Let's just flip through some of these. Uh, go on, you speak, Dan, and I'll just flip through these. We don't have to read them all. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're um, stuck in a bit of an awkward place now, aren't we? There is obviously, you know, I think the fans are kind of making their intentions clear um, about how they feel about Mr. Rowett. I think, you know, the majority of the fan base want him gone. Um, I know, obviously, Mickey, we ran a Twitter poll. Um, do you have a, any numbers, roughly, what the percentage was? Was it? I think it was around kind of in excess of 80% want him gone. There's obviously the question of who do we want. I'm now... Um, seeing Rangers have obviously sat Michael Bill tonight. I'm not calling for Michael Bill to come in. I don't think he would be the right man for us. 87. 87% want him gone. So, yeah. It's pretty, Out of 1,057 people. That's a pretty conclusive number to me. Um, and I think the man that a lot of us have kind of been saying we, we would quite like him to come in um, to take the job would be Kevin Muscat. Um, but I have a bad feeling that he's going to be quite high up on the Rangers shortlist, um, given his links to, to Rangers um, and given as well, obviously, Postacoglu, how well he did up in Scotland and obviously Muscat being very similar to him. So it'd be quite interesting to see what happens there. I mean, obviously, we've seen the comment for Neil Warnock. I don't think Warnock would be my choice, um, given his age and stuff like that. I feel like if, if we're in February, March and we're in, we're in a relegation battle, maybe. But I don't feel like going for Warnock now would be would be a great decision. Um, I also don't know whether he'd come. He might want to either stay closer to home where he lives in Cornwall or um, stay in Yorkshire where he knows he's obviously loved and adored up there. Um, you know, there's a lot of names being kind of thrown about. I've seen Neil Harris thrown about a few times. Again, not for me. Um, not slating the job at all. Neil Harris did while he was at Millwall Football Club. Obviously, he got us up, made us a very decent but he's team. Left. He's yeah, gone. he's left and, you know, he's doing great at Gilliam. Let's leave him. Let's leave him there. Um, and, you know, we need to move forwards. If we go back to Harris, to me, that's a step backwards. So, I, I you know, I saw Chris Wilder there. I think that would probably be quite a good appointment. Um, when he took over at Sheffield United, they were kind of in a bit of a similar position to us, kind of underdogs punching. Um, or when they came, when he got him into the championship, underdogs punching did really well. Obviously, got him up and then had a really good season. I know, obviously, Stock's kind of taken a little bit of a hammering after his spell at um, Middlesbrough, and obviously Watford last season was a basket case anyway. So I wouldn't judge him off that. So I do feel like um, Chris Wilder, if he would be interested, would definitely be a strong candidate. What about that him. point was on there now? What about that point from David? Um leader there the one was can you, you can see that comment can't you yeah, yeah i can see that yeah. comment. I, I think I, let's just read it in case you're listening to on a podcast before you go and what's he asked the question is i think one of the main problems is that our center backs are simply 
not comfortable enough on the ball to play out from the back. Lumping it aimlessly is hopeless. I think Ryan Leonard's good enough to play out from the back. Obviously, he's got a bit of a midfield background now, uh, formerly. So I think he's okay to get the get on the ball. Um, and, you know, he, he brings it forward quite well. He can get us off the pitch, get us up the pitch a little bit more. So I don't mind Ryan Leonard coming in. Um, uh, sorry, as someone who can move the ball, but, you know, Cooper gets it and Murray Wallace get it and they look incredibly awkward. And it's, you know, it's a bit like when they've got it, it's like they've almost got a hot potato at their feet. They just want it away from their feet ASAP. Um, you know, I, I remember Cooper did a, uh, a crossfield pitch, um, a crossfield switch yesterday and it went straight over... Um, I can't. I think it was Leonard's head on the other side. So you know, I think that is a very valid point. And you know, yesterday the way Swansea were playing, with kind of almost half pressing us and then kind of backing off for a little bit. Um, you know, it was inviting our centre halves to play it around the back. And you know, up front we were a bit like statues yesterday. We didn't have Bradshaw making those those runs in behind that he usually does. Um, so that 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 was in essence the problem tomorrow. There yesterday, so. Yeah, I. You see, the thing is, I don't know, I don't know where to where to start or to say with it all because, I mean, we're trying to get through these. Um, Nathan Jones, um, that's that's not a bad that's not a bad shout. I, I mean, you know, obviously, I know he's Stoke and Southampton times didn't go well, but we're we're more similar to Luton than we are to Stoke and Southampton. Um, yeah, it's, he, he would probably be in there. Um, now that yeah. that that's a good call because I allegedly I, I, I've heard that you know Robbo ain't been saying around a bit, but I don't know whatever it was. But I would potentially, you know, I would love Muscat, but we, he is unproven. Um, and I suggested on Twitter the other day, and it, and I have no proof, and I don't even know if they'd work together. But I I said you know Muscat and Ryan Mason would be a good call. And Ryan, you know, Ryan Mason, maybe if he wants to, but then again, yeah. you know, he, I know he's obviously on the coaching staff, and you know, he's kind of got a good thing going on at Spurs. I'd obviously, I think Nugent and Robinson would be obviously a great short term solution. And you know, you give them a couple of games, assess their credibility and stuff. Um, but obviously, the, the thing I want to almost highlight here the fact is, if we're getting rid of Rowett, we I think we have to clear out the whole backroom staff because they're all Rowett's team. They're all defenders. We need to get, I think we need almost a completely fresh start. And I would even maybe go as far as saying we might even need to go and even clear out upstairs a little bit more to um, get even more of a fresh start. Aldridge, Kavanagh. 100%. I think, um, right, let's flip through these. Okay. So, um, so then, Dan, are we going to, just be truthful with our own views on this, shall we? And just go, you know, or shall we just, you know, shall we be a bit diplomatic and, and go from that? No, you know what? Fuck it. No, let's not be diplomatic. The problem is, is this, right? We've got a journalist stroke um, fan, whatever you want to call him, in charge of everything to do with the operational side of football and do whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what his job title is. I mean, I could find it if I could really be asked to, but I can't. It's it's whatever it is, right? Alex Eldridge's, right? I don't know the fella, um, you know, knew of him before he got into the club when he used to come to us for all the tidbits and all the rumours and everything else. And as soon as he got into the club, he dropped us quicker than a whore's knickers. 
on a payday. Um, and, and he left us alone. We've had Steve Cavanaugh there for what, six years now? Seven years, six years thereabouts, maybe. Um, and, and other bods within the club there, the same sort of amount of time. I think it's time we look at a change because from management, back management, everything else, I just, uh, to me, again, we're not, we're not privy to everything that's going on, but how are you allowing Rowick to come out and give those things? Because you, our fan base will take so much, right? We get to a level where we go, all right, yeah, okay, we're, we're part of this for a little bit. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. But when you're getting large amounts of the of the fan base, row it out, row out your account, and the fact that the cheeky fucker's giving it, clapping your football shit, and then fucking pointing at players on Saturday going, you know, fucking not me, it's them. No, I don't give a fuck. Your name sits above the fucking, on the team sheet, you're the man who's in charge of it. Those 80-minute substitutions or 78-minute substitutions or whatever, you know, whatever minute you do, they're down to you, no one else, right? And listen, don't think that I'm saying you're a shit manager because the stats say otherwise. You're not a shit manager, right? You've done really well with Millwall. You've established them as a mid-table championship team over the last four years this year could be different but uh, you know we're only eight games in let's not start throwing you know the baby out of the bathwater we are only eight games in and knowing our luck and knowing his luck he will suddenly go on a 10 game unbeaten run and we'll be fucking third place or something right but where are we going with gary rowett type football i honestly believe that we won't get premiership with gary rowett I just don't think we will. I don't think he's... If you speak to some of the players and you speak to some other people who seem to know bits and pieces there, he doesn't come across as a great man management. And I think when we lost Callum Davis, that was probably our man manager. I don't think Adam Barrett is a great man manager either. Or, or you know, accordingly. I know that there are some players who he doesn't speak to from one week to the next. You know, there's speculation that he's fallen out with Savile and, and others. And you just get to a stage where you go, listen, right, thanks very much. You've got us established and all that, but unfortunately you don't have you don't have the you don't have the the bollocks basically to take us that next step. We need to go six play six, seven places higher than where we've been the last three seasons. And unfortunately, you can't take us there. So we're now gonna make a choice. And we're going to now make a choice and say, thank you. You've got a, you know, a 40% win weight over your, over your time, but that's obviously going down as each game. And thank you very much for everything you've done. There's the door. See you later. And then bring in someone else. And then look at, you know, a, a proper, proper football director of football. I don't know who. Maybe Neil Warnock is a director of football. I don't know. Yeah, I think we we need clearly someone with some kind of football experience upstairs. I mean, obviously, one of whatever Aldridge's titles is, whatever falls under it, is obviously recruitment. Um, took that off someone who 
it's clearly done quite a good job for the club identifying players. The former head of recruitment had um, identified Fleming just to, just as an example. I know obviously Fleming hasn't been great this season, but we can't forget what he did last season. It's just, to be honest, I almost, I've, you can probably almost tell a little bit of my energy right now with the way we're speaking, or at least the way I feel like I'm speaking, how we almost feel about Millwall. We almost just feel worn out. It almost, yesterday, given the South London traffic, it took me, uh, about three and a half hours to get from near Tunbridge where I live to Millwall and back. Um, and it just, it, it just absolutely sucks the life out of you. You look forward to going to Millwall every weekend and that's what you get served up. Yeah, no, that's it. There is no leader on the pitch. There is yep. no he, one who... With, you know, with Hutchinson out injured, he's, he's best leader. He's currently leaving on the bench for... Um, Campbell, who currently looks terribly unfit, he looks he looks horribly unfit, and that's probably one of the reasons why I think we're struggling because we're getting we're getting um we're getting continuously overran. I think we've, we're getting overran in the midfield, um, and you know Campbell looks unfit. He's contributing to that problem. Just one sec, Stephen. Obviously, you're watching. No, we're not missing you. The fan base is missing you and asking where you are. We know that, unfortunately, you've got that nasty thing you need to get sorted out, mate. So once that's sorted out, then uh, then just come back on, mate. You know, it's, it's it's really welcome. I understand that, you know, you needed to get that sorted. You, you know, you and Joe on your first date and all that, you know. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's right. Um, a tough no-nonsense manager is needed to knock some sense into him. Completely agree. I uh, Look, I'm going to flip through these. I personally, as someone put a little minute ago, where was it? Where was it? it was uh, there. Allegedly, Muscat's contract expires in January. I'll give it to Nugent and Robbie, Robbo until then and go from there. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think if his contract's up, then I think that would be a great pick. Um, I'm just going to pull something up because I was speaking to a couple of uh, people, obviously, about Muscat earlier. And there was someone posted um, something in there about the way Muscat wants to play football. Um, and it is, here's what he said. When you're a kid, when I was six or seven years old, I don't remember chasing older kids around the schoolyard, Muscat said. I don't remember them. Uh, I don't. Re I don't remember enjoying chasing them when they had the ball. All the flashbacks and good times in my football was with the ball. Doing a lot of the thinking, it, evolved, it all involved getting the ball back very quickly and being aggressive really high because you wanted the ball. That's how it all came about then doing my coaching licence and developing. Then obviously the pinnacle of it was, uh, this was very important in my career, spending 15, 16 months with Ange Postacoglu. I've had all these ideas. People talk about the vision, philosophy and all the buzzwords, but you have to have this game style of the way you want to play. And I felt... At the time, it was really significant. Then the most difficult thing is bringing that to life. How do I get this group of people to implement that vision? I was fortunate at that time with Ange. And if you recall, we played without a striker. That's just something I got sent earlier from a website called Keep Up, who did an interview with Kevin Muscat. And you know what he said yeah. at the start of that about the players enjoy having the ball? When you, We all probably played football when we was younger, even whether it was for a little Sunday league team. Uh, in our school playground, we all just wanted the ball when we was young. Like surely players don't enjoy 
the the instructions it was quite clear see, from Rowett. Rowett wants to get the ball up the other end of the pitch. You can't tell me that our defenders and midfielders, whenever they get the ball, all they want to do is just try and launch it straight over the top, and then everyone tries to run like a headless chicken after it. That's it, Mill Mill Holden. Um, it's Steve Lomas, um, and he wasn't the West Ham manager; he's West Ham captain. Yeah. Um, and then come to us. But I think that's the fellow you're all about. Is um, unless it's someone else and saved or wrong. But yeah, it's um, a Steve Lomas and our um, our our old guy, our old um, panel and and person Kai. He um, he took a banner to the first game with um, "Fuck off, Lomas" or "Lomas out." So uh, yeah, good luck to him. Maybe um, I'll uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here we go, right, Dan. You, you, you know football well, and and Bod's in the panel. Why is Campbell getting a start over um, over Saddle? The only thing I can think of is the fact that we we put a clause in there with Luton that says he has to play X amount, or we have to pay x amount per game campbell doesn't play x minutes or whatever because there is absolutely no reason why alan campbell should be starting games of football over george savile or even billy mitchell at this point in time he looks terribly unfit um he gets the ball and seems to slow our game right down he's just not he's just not at it i'm sure you know luton fans when he signed for us they said oh you know he's a good player on his day he's a great player at that level he'll do very well for us well we haven't seen it yet i don't know what he got up to in pre-season he just looks unfit it's and you know you play two centre mids um that's you you're asking for problems when you play two centre mids um Campbell's one of them he looks knackered after 55 60 minutes so that's not a bad call there but the trouble is Ray is now at um Rangers we don't, we don't know and, what he's he might only be there on that interim basis though until they mm, get um and Denzel manager. where's Denzel Denzel somewhere as well isn't he couldn't tell you. Barnsley. Barnsley, I think. Um, Hard place yeah. to come. I think we're on about five five wins in 15 home games or 16 home games now since the uh, since Sunderland at home at the start right. of February. Someone put it in the comment a minute ago, right? And I and it was a point what I've got written down to say. Um, we've now played over 100 games without a red card. That's getting on close to what two and a half seasons yeah that is not the Millwall I know I remember, clap, I remember clapping players off when they when they used to get red cards yeah but no one's taking it for the team you've got players like Savile Jed did and maybe Cooper where you'll get a yellow to slow down play or a bit of shit housery and stuff like Honey, that Honeyman was good at that last Honeyman, season yeah Honeyman but no one's got a red. And I mean, I don't know if the fines are there or, 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 you know, whether or not that's massively a problem, but I just don't understand. I really don't understand. I mean, anyone in the comments, if you want to get in, is there anyone in the comments who can, who can put when this started going wrong? I mean, we haven't, you know, five game, five wins in the last 19 or 22 games is, is a problem. But realistically, when did it start going wrong? I, I, I mean, I think the first season we lived on a on the high with it. It was good. Yeah, and if COVID think, hadn't came around, when yeah, we would. I think we would have made the top six that season. But yeah, 
and then all of a sudden you know the covid era as such and then we come out of covid last season we we smashed it the first half of blackburn we were we were there we were in the playoffs all the players needed to do was come out the second half and give the same amount what they gave the first half and we would have been in the playoffs but something happened it was as if someone walked into that changing room and said boys i'm going to give you 100 grand go out there and just don't play second half Obviously, it was going on before, i thought it was going on before that though you look back you know probably to games at kind of the start of march where we were we were winning um not winning them all that convincingly obviously just before that um that Huddersfield game where I'm kind of counting it from we beat Swansea 2-1 in um, last season but that was due to two kind of poor lucky goals for on our behalf um beat Reading 1-0 away of a penalty but that wasn't a great performance against the team that ended up getting relegated from the league so it's probably been going on really the last time I genuinely remember going down to the den and actually enjoy watching us play a game of football was that Sheffield United game where we won 3-2 with Bradshaw's late goal. That was probably the last time I really enjoyed going down to the den and actually enjoyed a game of football, which is how long ago is that now? That's got to be about um, nine months ago now, seven, uh, six, uh, eight, nine months now. So, In the, in the comments, um, I just like to think, are you... Would you go out of your way to watch Millwall play currently? If you, it, it, you know, a lot of the time people go, no, I'm just going to go, you know, I've got something else, but I'll go, uh, you know, I'll go like you are. I'm going to Plymouth, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, can you really be asked now to, you know, follow? Yeah, okay, you'll go to the home game. But realistically, I I, I think you know what I mean by that, that comment. Um, Millwall's Millwall. You're always going to watch Millwall as such, but... Can you, you know, is part of you now going, can I really be asked for it? You know, can I, can I really fucking, you know, have a, have a barley with a missus or put a family event off or do something to go watch Millwall as in the same way that you would if we were winning all the time or at least showing that we, we could win. Um, we could, you know, you could get away with it, but yeah, if we win two on the spin, we will be having those same conversations. Absolutely. I'm sick of away fans taking pictures. Now, that's it. Now, now Ted has Ted Stryker. Is that a fellow from Aeroplane? It is. That's a, that actor, isn't it? I think. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, that's, that, that is the question. When have you ever seen fans come to the den and just take it? I mean, there was a thing that – did you see that the – the bit what the club posted out, what's written on the wall near the changing rooms, our ground, our state, a stadium or something gone. Um, yeah, I think we've we've all seen it. It's like a t- they says like oh, it's a, the atmosphere makes it a tough place to come. But yeah, be feared. Yeah, that is bollocks right now because the problem is is every time you want us to come, three weeks later, you. Tell us, you know, don't. Yes, I understand. And when I was found on the board, I sat there and I basically said, there's a there's a fine line to cross, right? There's a fine line to walk between being, you know, slightly chaotic over it, where it can get you into trouble and get the club into trouble, and, you know, being 
that vocal 12th man. But football's being killed as a as football. You know, the the chance now you can be kicked up on, you can do this, you can do that. It, it's football is being sterilized in every possible way because of TV revenue and everything else. And the problem is, is that football fans don't don't stick up. Don't don't go, that's it. But he's on the verge now of if the fans turn and I don't really think he's got a lot left now. He's, he's, he's on skating on thin ice. If the fans turn, good luck. Because, yeah, we've all seen what happens when fans turn in past history of us. Um, and, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... I mean, I, I really don't know what just, saying, uh, the the football sucks the sucks the life out of us. It it's not great, you know. We speak so many times. We've had a lot of sellout home crowds since kind of February March um, to try and you know, and they've tried to obviously boost the atmosphere, but you know, and you know, this is absolutely nothing against the fans at all because we turn up in our numbers. You know, we we travel really well for you know, who we are, but, you know, the, the fact the club now have to put a supposed battle cry video in before we start the game, like, you know, it's just, it just feels wrong. We've never had that. We've always had let them come, um, obviously London calling, town called Malice, then on to um, let them come and then on to Hey Jude. And now it's just, it just doesn't feel right. It's all about image. That's now, it, isn't it? Right? It's all about image and fuck all to do with identity. Um, and, I mean, I saw something um, earlier on somewhere, right? And I'll see if I can find it and do it. But I mean, That's fine. But I'll, I'll, while, you're looking, while you're looking for that, I'll say my, my piece. Because of it's almost more like what Mickey says about, about image these days. I don't think the club will sack Gary Rowett unless it gets to kind of February, March time. And we're in a relegation battle. Um, and, you know, obviously if we, if we drop out of the championship, you, you go from potentially having two to 3000 away fans to potentially two to 300 away fans on, for some games. Um, obviously that it becomes a less attractive uh, place for tourists to come and visit as well. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen. Now, I, I would love for the club to absolutely prove me wrong um, and sack him. You know, I, I'd take it if they sacked him tomorrow before Plymouth. Um, I don't. I think if they were going to sack him before Plymouth, it would have happened by now. Um, if they want to sack him after Plymouth, that's fine. But I would. I would just be shocked if um, the the absolute earliest I think we'll sack him is going to be February March, and that's if we're in a relegation battle. I think you're probably right, mate. I think it's, um, I, I, I think personally, it's too late. I think it will do us more damage than not if they were to sack him right now. Um, but then again, I don't know. I think the time to sack him really was probably beginning of last season, you know, or the end of last season after the Blackburn had just went, thanks very much. Um, you've taken as far as, you know, you've taken you can, as far yeah. as you can. And unfortunately, um, we're now going to go from there. So this this is what I've seen, right? 
lack of leadership, lack of movement, lack of ideas, lack of motivation, lack of aggression, lack of aptitude, lack of desire, lack of will, lack of want, lack of trying. And the person that wrote that said, well, I could go on. And they're fucking right. You name it at the moment, and I reckon we could probably say it about Millwall. I have never in my life seen so many, even when Lomas was there, and even when Holloway was there, I have never in my life seen so many fans saying the football is boring. There is nothing about us. And the fact that a club like Swansea, who hasn't won away from um, home all... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All season can then suddenly come to the den. Okay, they get a lucky penalty. You could have gone the other way, but it didn't. And they suddenly score three goals. You're like, mate, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? They weren't They weren't a good team, but they all they had was the ability to string five to ten passes together. And that that was it. That is all they had. And that, to be honest, that's all you need to do. That is all you need to do against Mill at the minute. You just need to be able to run a bit because if you can run a bit, you'll certainly outrun us at this point in time. Um, you just need to be able to string 10 passes together and you'll you'll cut through us like a hot knife through butter. Um, and, you know, we, we could get swept away. I, I feel like, to be honest, these three nils, to be honest, you know, we keep saying these games shouldn't have ended three nil. Um yeah, some of them probably shouldn't have. But I feel like we're, we're probably due an absolute hiding if we keep playing the way we do at, at, at this rate. Um, and obviously, I'm going to look at Plymouth because it's the next game and, and I'm, I'm going to be going down there. And honestly, fair play to anyone that, that I see down there or, or that does make the journey down there because that is, especially with the way the club's going at the minute, that is a, a fantastic, um, you know, way to, you know, be a supporter. So, you know... Fair play to you, but I've, I've, I've even lost my train of thought there. <laughs> oh, look, I, I I really don't know if we lose at Plymouth and I don't know that, what that, to expect. That was what I was going to say. I, I, I feel like, obviously, you know, you look at Plymouth in their last home game, they stuck six goals past Norwich. Um, you know, that, that could very easily be us. Obviously, Norwich beat us 3-1 as well. We didn't exactly show much fight, to be honest, so... Uh, you know, you look at that game and you fear for the worst. You look at that whole game, you know, they're, they're quite good. They've been sticking a couple of goals past teams, particularly on the road as well. It's um, someone, 
someone watches our our socials there. Um, where are we? The Dutch fella is um, Oli, and I'm not going to pronounce it right, but we'll go for there. Uh, I know Gio van Bronkhurst. Bronkhurst? Giovanni van Bronkhorst. Yeah, there we go. That's that's who, you know, the... Um, Rangers manager. Yeah, the four tuna guys said, you know, he's available. That's who you want. You know, there's loads of Dutch managers over here what are out at the moment. So, um, yeah. Theo probably would have done, but I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't know, mate. Oh, mate, 100%. The fans turn, he won't lose the thingy. Oh, mate, so do I. I don't know. When it's when it's too late, yeah, that'll be the thingy, mate. Harry the dog. We all go down. That That is absolutely fucking nailed on. Uh, all we do is go down for a good game of football, a good punch-up, and a, and that's it. And a good piece of take. That's it. That's it. We just, that, that is all you want from Millwall. You just... It's not even... Yeah, hundred percent there, Richard. Um, I, mate, I just keep losing the the train of thought. But let's. Um, all you want from a mill, and all you want from a mill team is basically a team that will play with passion and heart, and a, and and you know, win, lose, or draw. You you don't care. But right now, is it because? We don't have Millwall type players on the pitch because realistically, with the current situation of that, and I know it's this and that, I would be playing Savile, Billy Mitchell, I would be playing um, Danny Mack. Do you know what I mean? Because I think they there's get, room, there's they definitely get room for Savile in that team. Why the fuck mean, can't we put Sav- Why can't we have Savile and Billy back in the middle? Because when they were in there towards the end of last season, they were fucking superb and stick. Casper out on the right a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Put Billy in and Savile in the middle and then put Casper on the right. Well, you, you know, I'll, I'll put my team out there. What I'd like, what I'd actually like to see us do. We obviously all know it ain't going to happen because I'm going to pick a four at the back is what I'd like to see. But I, I'd like to see um, for the game on Tuesday, obviously we'll have Bart in goal. Um, I'd keep Norton Cuffey at um, right back, but then I'd go for Leonard and Cooper as centre-backs. Um, I would have Brian probably at left back, and then I'd probably have Savile sitting as a, like a base of a, a narrow midfield diamond. Um, and then I would have Casper and Billy either side of them, um, Fleming at the tip of that diamond. And I think it's time we start Ida Maku up top with Kevin Nisbet. Um, I'll be honest, what more? I didn't, you know, with, with what more? We know he's either going to blow hot or cold. To me, yesterday I was far from impressed. One thing I've noticed about what more is that he never lifts his head up whenever he's on the ball. He, he just lifts his head up like when he looks to pass. He never has an eye up. He's always got his head down. It genuinely wouldn't surprise me if he got an injury in training from walking into a lamppost or something when he had, when he was running with the ball. It's just, you know, I, I think that that would be a team I'd like to see change change it up, you know. We can't have Mar- we can't have Murray Wallace playing. You know he's been a, he's been a good servant, but he's been crap. And you know I've seen a comment there. We're all saying it. If if he's going to stick with the five, where's Wes Harding? Where 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 is Wes Harding? What is the point in bringing him in? He looked okay in that hour he's played against Birmingham. Um, but you know 
if I was him, and you know, he's probably a nice lad and everything, but you're probably thinking to yourself a little bit, you know, I must not be very good at football if I'm sitting on the bench on the bench behind these guys. Yeah, but the thing is, listen, right? He spent a fortune on striking talent and wingers midfield talent, right? Yeah, he's come out on how many fucking interviews and went, oh, we don't need a centre-back. We're all right. We've, we've got enough. We don't need a centre-back. And you're like, what are you missing what we're not? How the fuck can you sit there and say, oh, we don't need a centre-back? Because you know, you know what we'll try and do in we January do. to try and rectify that? We'll, we'll go back in for Charlie Cresswell on loan because he can't really get a kick in at Leeds, which is baffling, by the way, um, especially when you see how... Um, how shit their defence is, particularly makes it even more laughable when we couldn't score past them and yet they concede, they, you know, they fall apart like a poppadom against Southampton yesterday. It is right. Listen, right. I, and again, you know, all this AI stuff and all that, right, earlier uh, and about and all this, right. And obviously, this is, is what you call it. It's a little bit over the thing. But I put into chat GBT earlier, right, and went, Right, what I want you to do is basically ask, tell the, you know, um, is basically Gary Ray, is it his time to go in all of this, right? So this is what it come out with, right? And I thought it was quite funny. It's a little bit fair. I was going to open with it, but it it, it changed. So, it's, uh, so basically, ladies and gentlemen, fellow devotees of Millwall and listeners of that Millwall podcast, as we gather in the virtual pews, of the digital cathedral dedicated to all things Millwall, I humbly stand before you to address a topic of profound significance. The tenure of Gary Rowett as our beloved Millwall manager. In the world of football, our club stands as a beacon of grit, determination and wavering loyalty through the highs and lows. We, the faithful, have always been the heartbeat of this institution. Our passion for the blue and white runs as deep as the rivers that cradle our beloved Bermondsey. Yet, my dear listeners, it's with a heavy heart that I raise the issue for contemplation, whether it is time for Gary Rowett to walk away from his role as Millwall manager. In a hallowed ground to the den, we have celebrated victories that shook the very foundations of this cathedral of football. Our cheers have echoed through the generations, resonating with the spirit of Millwall. But as the season have come and gone, we cannot ignore the shadows of its inconsistency that have crept upon us. The faithful deserve more than the fleeting promise of triumph. They, divert, they deserve leaders who can shepherd our lines to sustained greatness. It is our sacred duty as dedicated supporters to confirm whether change is needed. For change can breathe new life into the soul of our club. So as we embark on this podcast journey dedicated to discussing the Lions and their futures, let us engage in honest, heartfelt dialogue. Let us ponder whether it is time for our revered manager to heed the whispers of the faithful, faithful wind and consider stepping aside. In the name of our shared love for Millwall and the pursuit of greatness, let us explore this question. With respect, passion and dedication, may this podcast be a forum to hear our voices like the roar of the lions can be heard and considered. And basically, let's see the truth. At the end of the day, I really don't see how we can go forward as Millwall with Gary Barrett in charge. I just can't. I agree. I, I agree. Can't. I can't. I think... Talk you know, for a minute, Dan. I'll be back two seconds. That's fine. You know, listen, I think... Well, I think we can all sit here and say, you know, Gary Rowett has done a good job for Millwall. We, we can all acknowledge that over the, uh, over the last four years since he's been in, he's done a good job, you know. We haven't really been a solid mid-table championship club 
for a while we'd always kind of been a bit of a yo-yo team um but we know you know when we're not going to really be generally in any danger of getting relegated it might be if he stays um so i'd like to i think it's time for a change i think it's time uh the players might be the players might cope better with a bit of fresh voice fresh breath um you know Obviously, Rowett redeemed himself last season by changing to a 4-2-3-1. I don't think he's going to do that this season. Um, I think, I do think it is time for a change. I, I, I do. Um, I just, I think that point there is a serious question. Does anyone feel Rowett wants to sack based on his post-match? No, unless a manager has a, as a you know a strong connection to a club and they can sense it isn't going very well they're going to be like they're going to obviously stay for his payout you know holloway did it why would why would Rowett be any different and Rowett knows if if we do sack him he's probably going to get um Rowett probably isn't going to get a um another job for a bit he'll probably take a bit of time out he'll probably go and do a bit of punditry for sky which he does do on the weekends when we don't play anyway so he's probably looking forward to getting back into that at this point in time I agree with what Chris says there, by the way. Danny Mackey's probably our best defender. Don't play him in the right wing back. Play him as a defender. Or, you know, don't play him as a right wing. Yeah, going forward. Well, if, if, we, if we was to move to a, to a formation that consists of a full-back and a, and a winger, would that be um, to maybe have Norton Cuffey as your winger and Danny as your full-back? That could, probably be, that could be quite an effective combo down the right-hand side. Yeah. Do you know what, though, realistically, have you ever seen us play Leeds with so much lack of want and desire to, to beat a team than what we did when we played Leeds the other day? No, I, that was uh, for the high stakes Millwall games. That was pretty, pretty poor. I just, I don't know. And that's a good question. How long does how long does Rowett have left on his contract? You know, obviously he doesn't. He has a rolling contract. He has so the time. So the time to get rid of him is at the end of the season, effectively. If they don't no, want to, yeah. I mean, I think he just basically. Yeah, but you can get rid of anyone you want whenever you want. If he does, if it's yeah. not working out, if it's, it's obviously there. cheaper if they can pay him off towards the end of the season. Possibly. Whatever, but yeah, it could be for you. Sorry, young eighty twenty four. I went to get a coffee, mate, and went to redo my coffee because it went cold. Did you let room symptoms? Did you let room for me? Thanks. Um, I don't yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Martin here. You know, I I, I want to look forward to going to the den. You know, I, I would. I think most of us, to be honest, you, you know, you want to at least have something to play for. Would, would we? Would you take nineteenth, twentieth, twenty-first, kind of staying up in the last few games to have um, a bit more kind of attacking, you know, a bit, bit more fresh ideas? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I just, I don't, I don't think we need. I don't think you want direct action because the problem no, is uh, when I you start doing that. Coming. Coming from coming from my time as fan of the board and everything else, and I've seen the amount of level of, of grief. Listen, right? Rowett, to me, I think Rowett served his time, right? Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you very much for you know establishing us as a as a mid-table championship 
established championship team and this is the longest we've been in the championship in our history thank you very much for that but just just man up and say you can't think you have got on paper some of the best players we've ever had at Millwall and some of the best players this is the best team that I've you know I'm I'm 21 now other than the cup final team when I was two this is probably the best squad of Millwall players I've known in my lifetime on paper at least Absolutely. And the question you've got to ask is why will they not play for Gary Rowett? What is there? What's going on? Why, you know, Rowett just, just, I don't know. He can't get them. Um, we've got two games left and then we go into the international break. And I honestly can see Rowett getting two wins. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, and that is and what he, he will, does. And then what will happen is that he will be bullish. With a few of his press conferences, he will be bullish. He did it straight and, after the Stoke game, didn't he? Obviously, we, yeah. we won again after the back of Norwich. Won against Stoke, despite being outclassed for probably um, 55 to 60 minutes of that game. Um, still won the game, but wasn't great, was it? No. No. Um, I just, for once, I think we are pretty much, um, I don't know, we're silent. We haven't got, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe some fans, I mean, depending on who you speak to, um, you know, Neil was, you know, Neil got some abuse or his family got some abuse and he's just, you know, enough is enough and, and Neil went. But Neil's time's done. Neil yeah. Neil has our, our leading goal scorer record, what realistically under the current manager, no one's going to beat that. Not not unless they're here long term. No one's going to beat that record. Um, he had a great manager, um, you know, with us. He got us everything else. But that's it. You know, all these people will go, oh, yeah, Harris back, Harris back, Harris back. No, Harris is done. We yeah. move forward. You know, we've I, got I, to go after someone. Him, him, okay. We've got to go after someone who will get us. Because as much as Gary sits there and goes, um, oh, yeah, I get, I get what Mill's about. I do this, I do that. You've got no idea what Mill's about, mate. You've got no idea. What you've got is what people in the club tell you, but that's not what we're about. Come and see us. I'll tell you what, Gary, there's an open thing. Listen, right? We know you ain't going nowhere and Millwall, right? Maybe, you know, maybe you lot put it and, and cut this in. Gary, come on the show. Tell us where we're going wrong. Tell us what we're saying about you is wrong. Because right now, honest to God, most of us believe that something's going on in the dressing room. You've You've lost the dressing room somewhere. You know, the players don't seem to want to play for you. You don't seem over bothered. It's as if you're just coasting. You you know, you're taking each game and then you'll come out and go, the same shit. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. It was frustrating. The players put the reds down when they should have put the reds up and gone for it and all that. If that's the case, get rid of those who you're saying don't play for the team. You've got an under 23 teams playing at the training grounds and all the way around the country who won the best under-23s team last year, bring them on. 
Just bring them on. Because they look as if they've got heart. They look as if they've got passion. They look as if they've got something about them and know what it means to play for that fucking badge what sits on their chest. If the current players on that plaque don't want to do that, go get them. Go get someone who does. And Millwall, to us, is more than more than anything else. It, it flows through the blood. It's generation and generation and generation. It's about people. People don't like us, and we don't care. We really don't care. But we're turning into people who go, "Oh, that nasty man said this about us," and all that. Fucking, do you know what I mean? I much preferred it when on Twitter, when someone started slagging us off, you just got, shut up, you cunt. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Back. Rather than, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. You're a cunt. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Lazy journalists. All I do to lazy journalists is call them out. Lazy journalists. Do you know what I mean? If you want to use our name, the only reason you use our name in an article is because your story's shit and you want someone to read it. So you put me a wall in there because an algorithm somewhere is going to pick it up. That's it. Other than that, we're, we're fearful. We used to have sellouts at the den where the atmosphere was evil, right? Some games was evil. That Leeds game should have been our first game we played them in a few years. That game should have been toxic, not in an evil, toxic thingy way, but in a in a way to get the team on side. Yet it was it was dead. It was. It was nothing. It was definitely not a Leeds game in the past. It was it was shit. And every sellout we've had, we've just been shit. Blackburn, shit. First game of the season, you know, at, at home, shit. You know, we, we just... last season, shit. shit. Norwich last season, shit. It's like we get scared of playing at home in a big crowd. Rotherham in a midweek game, not a problem because there's only... 10,000 people there. Leeds, any big game where you kind of get 18,000 people in there, we seem to shit our pants a little bit. That shouldn't be the it's... middle way. No, it shouldn't. And I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, that is 100%. And that's the problem. And that's not just with us. That's across... I run an ad, I'm, I'm admin on a championship group, right? We've 24 other teams uh, across all the championship, right? We've all got shows like us. There's one or two who have a great relationship with the team, or a great relationship with the with the club, and they get some exposure and people who are forward thinking. But the rest of them don't want. Don't don't think don't think I'm wrong. And so, oh yeah. Because it's been said to me before, you know, that if we have you on, we have to have all the other ones and all that. No, look, have a look at the shows what are out there. Ones with, you know, half decent. I'm not about ones who've got 10 followers or something else. People who've got some something between us. So I would suggest the likes of us, Lions TV. And I know people are going to probably jump in the comments. Oh, no, look, us, Lions TV, Acton Millwall, Millwall Tube. Right, um, no one likes us talking. Okay, give us a day, give us an afternoon, whenever it is. Let us come in, let us speak. You know, give us one or two days a season where we can come in 
and and have a few meetings. We can have different players or we can see the same things. If it really means that we have to submit pre-questions to you, if it means we get, you know, some exposure to the players and manager, then prepare to do it. Because all sorts of these relationships need to start somewhere and, and we need to start it with trust and then we can go forward. Because I just think that we've got a fan base, we've got a listenership, we've got people who who want to to ask questions, want us to ask questions. And we think, you know, we do we do speak quite honestly um and passionately. Um it's there, but it will never happen, I don't think. Um, can you see it happening? You work within the journalism world. It's just, it's not there in his work. The world has changed, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's all about it's all about ticking boxes and making people happy. That video in Leeds only went out just in case it went the other way so they could come out and go, well, we put this out. We did tell them not to. Yeah, unfortunately, it went the other way. It's all about covering your ass now. And that's not what, you know... I mean, yeah, okay, Alex, yeah, I get what you're saying. But there's a couple of players there that potentially could help fill holes for us. Kids are getting restless with the football. What else you got to say then, Dan, before? Because obviously I know you've uh, you've got to get to bed and, and get up early. So we'll have to we'll look at ending this very shortly. But yeah, what, what yeah. Well, you know, listen, we've got, we've got two games for the international break, even two wins won't change my mind, won't change uh, a lot of people's minds, I don't think. Um, I think, you know, we've all, we've all grown tired of it. I think we, we're all there. Um, you know, I think it's going to take a miracle for him to convince a lot of the fans back. I think now, obviously, a lot of us are looking at names around, you know, let's just, let's see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to spending a few days down in Cornwall now. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll probably be trying to find a nice pub in Plymouth free match, I suspect, that I can probably head back to around half-time. Yeah, I think it is. Before we go, um, let's, are you all right for another 10 minutes or so? Yeah, 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 we'll have another 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah no worries. So, you know, 10 minutes or so. Right. Yes, there will be a mid-life, a mid-week live chat. Um, Peter, we'll probably look at doing something maybe Wednesday night. Maybe we do a space. So I am trying to get space. Those of you who are on Twitter did hear us test earlier, but the delay on here was horrific. So we're we're going to look at that and see if there's something we can do with that. So bear with us. We are trying to get space connected to this so that then people can come on. So um, so yeah, uh, put your predictions in for Plymouth please, um, ladies and gents. And uh, let's just see how bad you think it's going to be or how good you think it's going to be um, and go from there. So, yeah. My thing is this, Dan, right, is that everything about us, we've lost our identity, right? And what I mean by that is we've lost our identity as a a fan representation. We've got a supporters group who most people don't trust. Most people don't want anything to do with. And because of that, they don't really have any purpose. Because if we did, they would be publicly standing up 
to a lot of the things going on with publicly, not not behind doors, with you know the police's um, stuff with the facial recognition, what's happening with Rowett, what's happening with the club, what's happening with this, that, and the other. They will be standing up and raising concerns about an awful lot of things, yet we don't see any of that. We've lost our identity as a team on the pitch. We're not the Millwall of old. We're not the Millwall with passion. We're not the Millwall with pride. We're not the Millwall who we've all grown up loving. And yes, we've had some fantastic players over the years, and that doesn't make Millwall. That makes that period of time. Millwall started from working class people who were working class. That's where Millwall started. So people that are of, you know, Morton's factory, everything else, that's where it started. You know, we've, we've come from humble beginnings to where we are now. And us personally in football, we used to pride ourselves that we were the last bastion of working class football. Yeah, the premierships destroyed the likes of Leeds, West Ham, Spurs, etc., etc., etc. Not us. We are the last bastions of football. Well, we're not in the premiership, yet we're being sanitised. We're being told, you know, we're we're being forced to part with this football because no one's sitting there fighting for us. You know. Um, no one's questioning decisions. No one's asking, you know, the question. Why is it the MSE raising questions about what's happening with Rat? What's the board's view on Rat? Okay, they won't come to us. They won't, well, they won't come on the show and they probably wouldn't give us a public on the record comments. But why, is, why aren't they questioning? Why aren't they going to the board and saying, what's happening? Are you looking for a replacement? Are you happy with the results what are being done are you happy with this or whatever make yourself fucking relevant because right now you're not and yet yeah we've got people like us who are coming here week in week out discussing stuff what the board must see and everyone else must see yet no one's doing anything about it it's we've just got a part one of the things, shit one of the things that reminds me up the the, the most and i know it's only a small little thing and you know other people might look at it and be like oh don't know what he's on about and if you do that's fair enough but to me just even like keeping the contract lengths like a complete secret like whenever we sign a player whenever that we sign a contract extension with a player it's always an undisclosed fee they've signed an undisclosed long-term contract well where's the transparency in that like how long do you class as long term because i don't class three years as long term i class four four years plus as long term i class three years is just signing a contract like it's just little things like that that have you know if where where do we go where do we go? You know, I do feel like Millwall are losing their identity. It wasn't that long ago where, you know, we were playing that Leicester game in the FA Cup and Chilwell was too scared to go and take a throw in. That wasn't even that long ago. And this is where we are today. No, that's it. That's it. Right, here we go. This is the bit what we want. Let's come up here. Right, here we go. Um, if we get him on the show, give us... <laughs> yeah, he'll be over video. Right, Tony, 3-1 Plymouth. We had a 3-0 Plymouth as well already. Yeah. It's already flashed up. 2-1 Plymouth. Good show. At least gives us a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why we wanted to try and get the space because a lot of people don't want to come on with a video, which I understand we can, you know, you don't have to come on with a video, but with the space, it's a lot more anonymous. 
that's why we're trying to get space sorted but it's it's a ball out to try and get it on with no lag um because when we did a test earlier we were speaking was, and then it was about, very laggy yeah and then about a minute later we could hear what we just said a minute ago so yeah but, but leave it with us we are working on it um three nil again three nil defeat two all team talk is don't get beat it's about reaching a level and we're just doing enough lose two nil two nil plymouth london line yeah four nil plymouth five nil plymouth one all um we seem to do better better away from homo under route yeah route a shit house a one nil because he's a jammy cunt yeah i think you're probably right there lose three nil yeah, plymouth and route gets and route gets sacked afterwards you know i just don't think he'll get sacked not in a minute four, one, one four four one plymouth good show mickey and dan let's hope the fans get on his back three nil plymouth one all been going to the den since the late 70s and can't think of the team that would have so easily folded at a home ground with that lead yeah it's obviously talking about blackburn isn't it? yeah did this all start when we didn't take the knee no idea don't really care that free uh that free keeps popping up so i'm going for a free one to plymouth we're not the underdog who rises to the occasion 100 percent. we're not no more we used to be we're not no more yep Kavanaugh. i mean that one there you know the day steve Kavanaugh came in is the coming to the end yeah possibly times have changed and football's attitudes have changed it's now all about the money more than anything else i think you're right sorry to say it don't know if i'm allowed to say this um but might have to get nasty to get this bloke out if you get my drift i understand that um and that's you know your words not mine so yeah um and we're not you know in any way um inviting any of that the game has been killed the atmosphere but if rat goes we have more chance of league one than premier league yeah really you think that bob couches the games are boring which has killed the atmosphere but if rarit goes we have far more chance of league one than premier league i don't know about that to be fair um but i see where you're saying it incredibly we've gone from seemingly one of the best run football clubs in the league to this within a few months something needs to change is it worth the risk yeah absolutely um uh type we need yet yeah. there ain't any of them you see that comment there right Cripps, Herlock, Briley, um, Ray. Who have we got currently in the in the current Millwall team now? Is there anyone you could put down as a Millwall legend or even a Millwall Hall of Famer? There isn't. Maybe no maybe, maybe Jake Bart. Cooper. Maybe Bart. I'd 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 probably go maybe Jake Cooper. Mm, possibly, possibly, yeah. But that's it though, isn't it? Um Frey one masterclass, yeah. I hope you're right. Monica Jones, 1 0. Good evening, Monica. Um, do I don't, think, don't think it's long term. I think we should see him back just after the international break. Lose 2 0 and Rout will keep his job. I think you're right. Uh, Mickey, what, was... what do you think the score's going to be then? Uh, I reckon I reckon we're going to win. 
What, like, I like one 0 or something like no, that. No, I think we're gonna. I think there's gonna be a shit outery, and we're gonna come out and win two three nil. I think we're either. I I I don't know what Mill was gonna turn up. I think we're either gonna um, be. We're either gonna win one nil or we're either gonna lose five nil. I don't think there's gonna be an in between with this game. I think depends how we start, but there's every chance we might roll over very very quickly. If they get a goal, if they get an early goal. You know, they're going to be at home. They're going to have their tails up after their last home game. They've just gone and got a decent point at Hull. I think if they come out quickly and get an early goal, I think the floodgates could definitely open. Hey, you talking about Ben Thatcher there, by the way. Damage. We've got powder puff, powder puff poor players, yeah. I don't mind seeing a defeat as long as the team fights 100%. I think it is. Look, uh, listen. We didn't put anything in the halftime show. We didn't. We, you know, we didn't do a video there. We didn't really do what half of the stuff we planned on. We didn't expect to talk about Gary for this long. We didn't expect to do this, but I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I haven't got the answers. Um, all I know is that all we want is a team that wants to win. Um, even if we lose, if the team wanted to win and played like they wanted to win, we could handle a loss. We could have handled three 0 loss against against Swansea if the players showed heart, passion, and they wanted to play for that badge. But when the players aren't turning up on the pitch, and you've got the manager doing you know silly little things, clapping to fans and all that, listen, don't fucking pull the lion's tail, Gary. That's all I say to you. Yeah. We might look a different fan base to what we were maybe five, ten years ago. But trust me when I tell you, do not pull that fucking lion's tail because there's still a mighty fucking bite on that Millwall fan base. And, you know, Millwall is Millwall, mate. Don't fucking push them. That's, that's, I think that's it. That's the truth. Anything else you want, Dan? No, I was about to say, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna wrap it up uh, here. Um, you know, it's been good to come on and and speak, and at least we know obviously we're all kind of feeling the same the same way. Um, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm not too sure. I'm looking forward to the game. Looking forward to going down there. And you know, if anyone's going down there, I'd like, like you to. You know, I wouldn't mind saying hello to a few of you guys. Um, but you know, uh, we look forward to. What comes whatever we know what happens we'll be there together as a fan base dan's gonna post out he's gonna sit in the weatherspoons and post out his uh his table number so for all of you who want to buy him a beer because i think he's absolutely um he's mad yeah uh, you know and i think just to you know the comment what's just come in there is uh yeah Listen, that's a true statement. And I think the story is this. That badge or Millwall shirt is ours. Okay? Kavanaugh, Rowett, everyone else, you were just mere custodians of our football club. And you will come and you will go and that badge will still be there and we will still come through those turnstiles and we will still support the team. So don't ever get too comfortable it's not your team, it's ours. And I think we will leave it 
with that question. Whatever the question is, it isn't right. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.